guys, this is the Endure Youth Ministry Podcast. Thank you so much for joining and listening as we're taking this journey through the book of Philippians. I hope you guys enjoy it, and God bless. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time that we can meet together. Um, Lord, we ask right now that you just speak to us through your word, um, that your spirit would um, fill this room, fill our hearts, God, um, and that you would just prepare our hearts right now to receive your word, God. Um, I pray that you would speak directly to each one of our hearts, um, and that these would be um, your words, God. Um, Lord, we just ask that you um, use this time um, and grow us in it, God. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, let's go back into verse, let's just go all the way back to verse 8. He says, Paul is speaking, he says, Indeed, I count everything as lost for the sake of Christ. Um, indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So here's where we get into our passage this morning. He's talking about um, attaining the resurrection from the dead. Now, what does that mean? What does attaining the resurrection from the dead? That's just everlasting life. When you put your faith in Christ, you receive eternal life. Eternal life is found in Christ, right? So let's go to verse 12 now. It says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, speaking of the resurrection from the dead. He says, But I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and oops, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, here's the one thing he does. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And he says that those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us lay hold to what is true, to what we have attained. So Paul here is, is speaking of a call. He's speaking of the upward call of God. Now this call isn't some simple call. It, it actually takes a lot of work. And we see that here in this passage. 
there's a quote by this guy. Um, if you go to this next slide, um, he's speaking of this calling that God has given us. F.B. Meyer says, It is a high calling because it comes from God. The, con the conception of it has emanated from his heart. It is a high calling because it is worthy of God. It is a high calling because it is so much above the ideals of men. And this, then this is a high calling because it summons us to where Christ sits at the right hand of God. See, God required perfection from us. The law requires perfection from us. The law states these things to follow, and, and man couldn't follow it, right? We fail. We mess up. We cannot follow the law perfectly. But Christ did it. And this calling is its a calling that is, as F.B. Meyer said, it's a high calling um, because it's worthy of God. But it's not all about about doing. I don't want to get. I don't want it to be to come across that way. Um, that this is what we, God requires of us, and so we have to go and do it. Because, like we talked about a few weeks ago, it's not about doing things. It's about being in Christ. Then, once we're in Christ, we receive the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is what empowers us to be able to live out this calling that God has put on our life. Right? Let's look at... Let's look at verse 12 again. Um, verse 12 said this, I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me His own. Um, in the original text, this has a very cool meaning. Um, it's, it's almost like a football player going after a tackle. A football player is out there and on defense, and like the quarterback hikes the ball, he's back there. The defense is going after him. He's pressing on. He's... he's uh, I forget, he's laying hold, he's pressing on towards that quarterback to make him his own, to, to get him, right? It's the same thing in our faith in Christianity. As we're pressing on, we are going after Jesus with that sort of mindset. We're going towards him to make him our own. It's not this, oh, I prayed the prayer, so I'm good. It's Jesus is everything, and I need to go after him. I need to persevere. I need to um, really lay hold of him. Why? Because he has done that for me. Jesus has done everything for us. He died for us. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross. He died a sinner's death. 
all that he can have a relationship with us, that we can be forgiven and come into that everlasting life with him. So that's the idea that Paul is speaking here. He's straining towards that. He's persevering towards that. And he says, not that I've already obtained this, but he's working towards it. Each and every day he's striving for that. And that day will come. Now, if we look down a little bit further in verse 13, he says, one thing I do. And before he says what it is he does, he speaks of, of something that's very important for us. He says, one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Now the forgetting what lies behind isn't completely just forgetting it and saying, I don't even remember. But it's more of the idea that I'm a sinner. I've messed up in my past. I've had things happen in my past. But those things aren't going to determine who I am today. Because once we're found in Christ, there's no, that's who I am. That's who I am because that's what I've done. When you put your faith in Christ, it's all about the blood of Jesus covering us and washing us. And now we're found in His righteousness, in His image. And our past can be a very uh, like, powerful tool. Our testimonies are a very powerful tool that we can use um, to speak to others. No one can deny what Christ has done in my life, right? They can deny that God loves them. They can reject that truth. They can reject many truths about God, but they cannot reject what God has done in your life, right? So our past is a very um, strong tool that we can use. But he says, now that we're found in Christ, we don't need to be determined by who we were because now we're a new creation. We're found in Christ. And Paul, or Jesus, even speaks of this a little bit. He says, um, you know, while we're here on this earth, we're weak. We as humans are weak. He says in Matthew 26, 41, um, that's just a couple more slides over. He says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus says that while we're here on this earth, we have weakness. We have temptations that can overtake us sometimes if we allow it to. Our spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then Paul speaks of this again in, in Romans 7.15. He says, For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. The flesh is strong, but the
but the spirit is stronger. The flesh has no dominion over you when you're found in Christ Jesus. Now what that means is the flesh has no rule over you. The flesh has no rule over you in your actions because when you're found in Christ, you have the Spirit and the Spirit is what can dictate how you react to situations, how you act in certain situations. And then going on in verse 14, here's what he does. After he, after he lays it out to no longer see yourself as your old you, he says, forget those things which are behind and press on towards what's ahead because here's what's ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. He presses on into Christ because Christ is has made a way for us to do that. It's the ultimate call is that God wants to use you. Like how amazing is that? God wants to use us because he's given us strength. He's given us witness. He's given us um, authority to actually go out and to speak the truth of the gospel that Jesus loves people and that he forgives people. We have that authority in Christ. And, and now that we're found in Christ, we have eternal life. And that's the ultimate prize. So, and that's actually the, the last point that I want to end with, is that the ultimate prize isn't what we do on this earth. It's not who we are, but it's that Christ has forgiven us. He's loved us. He's given us authority on this earth to speak the truth. And the ultimate prize is everlasting life with him. So, I want to leave us with this. Is this week, as we're going through school, as we're um, spending time with family, as we're going to church, whatever it is, whatever you guys do, um, on your sports teams, if you work, wherever you guys are at, Press on, like strain towards Christ. It's really easy to let our flesh um, just take over and to like snap back at someone when you're frustrated or to be lazy in your schoolwork or you know just whatever it is that is your weakness, it's super easy to let the flesh take over. But strain towards Jesus. Press on towards Jesus because he's the ultimate prize. Having 
Jesus in your life is the ultimate prize. Right? And then I'll, I'll just touch on these last two verses real quick. Is he says, let those of us who are mature think this way. Um, it takes maturity to understand these things. It takes spiritual maturity to understand that, okay, I no longer have to live by my own desires, but I'm actually, I have new desires now in Christ. It takes maturity to strain, to press on. Immature people in their faith will just give in to whatever desires they have, but maturity is, is happens when you indulge yourself in the Word of God. Maturity happens when you continue pressing into the Lord through prayer and through um, meeting with people and with meeting with God through His Word and worship, just all these different things is where maturity happens. So, if you feel like you're not super mature in your faith, then just fill yourself with the Word of God. This is the spiritual milk, as Paul says. So, just read the Word. Just fill yourself with the Word of God each and every day, and maturity will happen, as Paul says here. God will reveal that also to you. So he says, he ends it with this, Only let us hold true to what we have attained. And what have we attained? We have attained forgiveness from sin. We have attained the, res the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. We have died to our old selves. We are made alive in Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that you have given us um, the resurrecting power of your Spirit and that one day we will live eternally with you forever, God. Lord, I pray that this week we um, will just press into you, Lord, that we'll strain towards you, God, that like a football player going after a tackle, that we would just press on towards you to make you our own God, to make you everything to us, Lord. God, we just thank you for all that you are in our lives and all that you do for us, Lord. We praise you and we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name.